Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go to many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunted gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riffwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about chases. So today we've got another one from the how did we not do this yet list? Which is unfortunately getting longer before it's getting shorter as we remember other things. So I guess good on that front. So anyway, Nathan, tell me about chases in Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. Well, it's that thing you do when people run away from you when you're when they're scared, and then you want to follow them, chase them down, and and kill them. Uh huh. So disregarding that for a moment. When there is a chase situation, like, how have you handled that in the past? Uh, in most cases, it's a roll, or two, or three, depending on the chase. Very often, I'll accompany Nathan, it we're with... we're an instructional podcast. What rolls? What situations do you ask them for it? You don't yes, just yes, say, yes. make them do rolls. They do rolls. <laughs> All right, so on, let, 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 let's go into the specifics, shall we? <laughs> so in most cases... <laughs> Uh, it starts off with a quick uh, athletics, and then goes on with, um, generally speaking, let's say athletics to put some distance in between them. Uh, if it's in a cityscape, I typically have them do some sort of dexterity to move past maybe some blockages in the alleyways. Uh, if they're in the jungle, maybe they they need to know, uh, okay, use survival to figure out, okay, maybe uh, based off on your surroundings, I can find the optimal path to lose them, or something like that. All right. So with all that in mind, how familiar are you with the actual written instructions in the DMG? Uh, as you expect, absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. Out of curiosity, how much rules do you think there is written in the DMG? Uh, page or two? Looks closer to three or four. It's actually pretty damn long. There's actually an entire section on, you know, chapter eight, running the game, specifically about chases. And yet, when a chase comes around, a large majority of DMs don't even know that there are chase rules, let alone what those rules might be. 
So exactly what you just said, Nathan. So um, what's weird here is how it's like, uh, let me just read this first opening bit here. Strict application of the movement rules can turn a potentially exciting chase into a dull, predictable affair. Okay, that sentence sounds like the writer just has some kind of problem with the world and is just not happy doing this assignment. Like, it can be a dull, predictable affair. Anyway, sorry, that's me being needlessly cruel. <laughs> For some reason, that sentence just got to me. Like, did they turn down one of that person's ideas on another project? It's like, <laughs> screw these guys. My idea was perfectly cool. They did. They they downboarded it. They said it was a bad idea. They said that there shouldn't be purple dragons running about saying that they're friends and hugging people. I'm angry. <laughs> All right. Anyway beginning a chase a chase requires at least wait requires a quarry and at least one pursuer any participants not already in initiative order must roll initiative as in combat each participant in the chase can take one action and one move on its turn the chase ends when one side drops out or the quarry escapes so there's a few things that I actually do like in here. First things first, the implication that you just treat it as regular combat. But one thing that is interesting is the idea of having people roll into the initiative order when things happen. That's actually something interesting and honestly might deserve more talk later on about just interesting ways to do initiative. But just that short idea here, just that people can come in and out of the initiative as like they just go by is a cool idea. Anyway, running the chase. Oh my god. I'm sorry, this is just a no-duh sentence. Participants in the chase are strongly motivated to use the dash action every round. No shit. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it does go on, you know, pursuers who stop to cast spells and make attacks run the risk of losing their quarry, and a quarry that does so is likely to be caught. So, okay, that's a fair point, the idea of, you know, dash being valuable. But the problem, Nathan, how will you deal with that when people just are the same speed? Like, if you just have two people that have a speed of 30, and, you know, both of them require their action to dash. Well, um, you know what they say, we'll be going about this for a very long time, and they never stopped running. They kept on running and, <laughs> and running. you just run to the point of exhaustion? <laughs> can, can you imagine? It's just like, there's this, like, they say that they never stopped. They just kept on running <laughs> forever and ever. Somehow, that very first day, they learned how to sleep with their bodies still running. <laughs> Some people say that they're still running to this day. In fact, late at night, if you listen closely, they say that you can still heal them run. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, a random fucking <laughs> legend. Yeah, I mean, hey, to be fair, legends like that are another just very important thing. Just maybe not so much directly what we're doing or meant to be doing right now. <sighs> For folks at home, what's also funny to consider is that Nathan is against the idea of marijuana. So this is just him. <laughs> anyway, uh, same speed. How go? Uh, no idea. And yeah, like that's one of those things where the rules should be pretty well defined, but I'm not a huge fan. So a chase ends when one side or the other stops, when the quarry escapes, or when the pursuers are close enough to their quarry to catch it. 
If neither side gives up the chase, the quarry makes a stealth check at the end of each round, after every participant in the chase has taken its turn. The result is compared to the the passive perception scores of the pursuers. If the quarry consists of multiple creatures, they all make the check. If the quarry is never out of the lead pursuer's sight, the check fails automatically. Otherwise, if the result of the quarry's check is greater than the highest passive score, that quarry escapes. If not, the chase continues for another round. The quarry gains advantage or disadvantage on its check based on prevailing circumstances, as shown in the escape factors table. If one or more factors give the quarry both advantage and disadvantage to its check, the quarry has neither, as usual. That's not very helpful. So then they have these escape factors, like you have advantage for having things to hide behind or being in a crowded place, Uh, disadvantage if there's not a lot to hide behind or it's an empty area, or if the pursuer is a ranger or has survival training. So, okay, so it's supposed to be a stealth check at the end of each round to see if they're just able to slip away is the basic version. They just take a lot more words to say that. So that kind of makes sense. The whole idea is that they're just trying to slip away, in which case a stealth check against passive perception. Okay, that's a pretty simple system, which is the main idea of 5th edition. But that being said, my own opinion is that it's not the most exciting or if like it's just that easy for them Wait, to quickly Remy, slip away. Real quick, Remy, yes? before you reveal your secrets, I just got a quick question. Do you yes. have a fucking chart with thousands of different options for how you can run across walls, leap over people, kick them um, in the face, and catch up to them? Thousands? No, no, definitely not. Hundreds. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, right? Unironically, it's like, so, no thousands? Thousands are too much, surely. So, like, 20? Nah. More than that. Still in the hundreds. It's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So do tell. Well, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So the very first question to ask for any DM situation is roll or no roll. Because there are good there should be circumstances where it is so obvious an outcome that like telling players to roll dice is just rolling dice for the sake of dice, which you can decide to do or not to do based on your own preferences. Are you an anti-roller? Uh, or do you advocate for rolling? Dude, don't even make anti-vax jokes here. Dude, I can't handle that right now. All right. Yeah, I remember what I've told you before about that. I'm getting vaccinated as soon as I have it available. Folks, get vaccinated, please. <sighs> oh, just in case any future listeners do come across uh, later on. Hi, but uh, this is being recorded Friday, March 26th, 2021. And uh, yeah, hopefully there's still historical records of the things that have gone on this year. Hopefully we're all still alive by then. Uh, if, if we're not, you know what I happened. Mean, if this is found in some weird historical archive in 200 years, you know, then we're pro- almost certainly dead by that point, in which case that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, being dead is pretty cool. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> being known centuries after my death. I mean, it's unlikely that I'm ever going to have kids, so it's not like I'm going to have my own direct legacy. Anyway, let's not mediate on my life ever. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, roll or no roll, uh, like I mentioned. Uh, after that is just, is it something? Oh, actually, a little bit more on the no roll before I get too tangented on tangent. So, Nathan, since it's something you decided to criticize me over, why would you potentially not have there be a roll? Well, um, sometimes, you know, characters, like one option, characters might be particularly skilled in something and, well, let them do what they want to. If a player has a cool idea and you think it's cool enough, well, just let them do it sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the thing is also just, I, I do like to let my logic come into my D&D sometimes. If you have someone who's, like, badly injured, but, you know, ran away instead of trying to get a finishing blow, then, okay, they're injured, they might, like, be, like, trailing blood, they may not be at their best. And if you have, like, a barbarian or a monk or someone with the mobile feet or just any of the various ways to make yourselves faster, like, if it is so obviously a mismatch in pure speed, then, yeah, they should just be able to catch up and then you just kind of zoom to that point of, like, do they kill this guy in the middle of the street for, you know, trying for whatever that person has done? Like, that could create some rather interesting drama after the fact. Like, do they knock him out and try to get more information leading to a potential subplot? Like, there's lots of ways to handle things that don't require as much direct roll to see catch when someone has like the haste spell boots of speed and you know whatever other you know the mobile feet any like boot of speed <laughs> okay maybe that's a little far no, no matter how um you get to that catching thing you can always expect more or less uh one thing uh that your, your players are gonna kill the guy who ran you know Play- yeah. yeah people do tend to hate that a lot like that's one area in which i have to admit similarity to caden which hurts me to say but it's true people don't like people who run people don't like, like people who run like seeing that back make like sense like kill 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 signals man so we talked about doing it no roll we talked about doing you know single die roll potentially so so nathan go on how would you do an ongoing chase where you do the whole roll by chase. roll. Okay, so uh, one major example that I, I can reveal is when uh, a certain su- a subsection of guards uh, chased a very uh, inconspicuous, uh, inconspicuous. Uh, very, very inconspicuous um, dwarf by the name of Gorf Runneheim. You see, in his name is Runneheim, so like he ran, right? As his namesake. So... <laughs> Gaurav, uh, upon seeing the um, guards, ran. Uh, surprise, surprise. And I had him roll an athletics, but he used haste, which gave him a significant um, runaway potential. Mm-hmm. And that was one scenario, if I'm not wrong, I basically um, d- determined that, well, since he did use his powers, which was a big surprise, by the way, guys, use your powers. Um <laughs> Uh, I determined that, yeah, there was no need for a roll because he would just be able to get away. Mm -hmm. However, if he had not used haste, the way that would have handled it would have been uh, as follows. I would have gotten him to be like, okay, roll me a athletics. 
um, and then have him run. Depending on this roll, he would get uh, closer or further away from the gods, and um, this would be tied into, for example, later on, if there were a bunch of boxes, he could use dexterity, maybe a strength. If dexterity, it would be him dodging past the boxes better than the gods could. If it was strength, he pushes it while he moves past it to block off the way, something along those lines. So as unfortunate as it is then for me to kind of say it this way at the end, there really isn't any wrong way to do a chase. You can have it just resolved by narrative you can have it resolved by single die roll you could have it just by playing through the initiative order as if it were a full combat um one word of warning though also for the last one it really is one of the most common ways to do it but it might lead to some kind of troublesome maps so nathan how would you describe your your maps versus my maps my maps are equivalent to comparing a pen to a house tell the audience in more words please all right so um if i would say my maps generally speaking are at best about maybe um 10 by 10 um and that's the normal one and then like 20 by 20 something 40 by 4 remy just uses like fucking massive things so you can see massive armies on it of like uh-huh. over 40 opponents uh, on the map yeah and, and just like <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, so for a more specific example, during Vetrum episode 2, The Slog, uh, the, w- the reason it was called that is that I made the most massive map I ever have, and I expected the players to take certain actions to kind of hop along that a tad bit more that simply did not happen. But that map was 500 squares, by 2,500 squares wide to make a long trail so I would never have to actually swap maps. So you can do a long chase scene, but be aware that if you make the map for it, you may end up actually having a long chase scene. (sighs) I love me some big maps, though. (laughs) All right. So one last topic, though, that I'll just mention up again briefly, which is the actual best way to resolve a chase, which is something called the skill check challenge, which is something from 4th edition that unfortunately no longer exists in 5th. Um, but that deserves its own episode, so we'll talk about that a little bit more on Thursday. So regarding a normal chase, though, whatever the result is, as long as you have a person who needs to pursue another, but it is, you know, good guys chasing bad or bad guys chasing good. It is a choice in any situation what might best serve your narrative in that moment. Whether it is through narration, a single die roll, multiple die rolls, a full-on encounter going round by round, there is no wrong way to do it. So simply pick for the situation for... Ah, got tongue-tied. Well, it's a bad closer. Uh, so just pick whichever option best sits, best suits your situation in your world. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash riftwakepodcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast, 
on Facebook as Riftwake, on Reddit, on the subreddit, r slash Riftwake Podcast, and you can send us an email, riftwakepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.